Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode 367, Lockdown Your Aerials. I am joined today by the one Asim Chowdhury. Really enjoyed this chat, man. You're going to see that we'd never really spoken before. We'd had a few DMs and stuff. But and I know I say it every time this happens, but it's because it's genuinely a surprise. It was like catching up with an old friend. To be fair, I have been tuning in and watching him on Twitch. So I do feel like it, we've had a passive one-way relationship up until now. But then we had this chat and I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy it too. If this is your first time tuning in, I've had Hugo and Sipa on. I mean, we don't end up talking too much about people just do nothing because we covered that a lot with Hugo and Sipa. Um, and there was loads of stuff that me and me and Asim wanted to chat about. Other previous guests, just, I guess, comedians like your your Nick Frosts, your Stuart Lees, your Stephen Merchant, who Asim worked with, Neil Maskell comes up in this conversation, as does Ben Wheatley. I'm sorting out a chat with Hayley Squires, who comes up in this conversation, who I'm a huge fan of. Who else? Charlie Brooker comes up in conversation. Will Poulter comes up in conversation. Basically, I've been going for six years. So anyone you can name, I've probably had on the podcast. So go into the back catalogue, fill your boots. Also, get over to to Asim's Twitch and get involved there. I'll be back at the end to tell you about next week's guests. Again, I'm going to have two guests next week because this is a bonus Friday episode because I've got so many good guests and I want you all to enjoy them and revel in them. So, um, yeah, for now, this is episode 367 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Asim Chowdhury. I'm joined today by Asim Chowdhury. How are you, sir? Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. We were just talking about uh, very tech head stuff, weren't we? We're, we're both a couple of tech heads, aren't we? With our big mic filters. We were, man. I've been enjoying your tech um, adventures and, and journey over on Twitch. Oh, thank you. As you kind of have to learn live, you know, you have to figure out what's going to work, particularly oh, when you're doing complex things like beat contests and you've got yeah. a guest on the other side of a of, of a screen and you're trying to play stuff at the same time and all that. So there's a lot to take in, right? It, it is it, it is quite a steep learning curve. Just, um, I mean, obviously, you know, streaming in general, but Twitch is like another world, man. Are you are you on Twitch? I'm not. I, I watch it. I watch it. I'm a big fan of David Earl's channel. And yeah, mate, you need to start streaming, man. You, you'll love it, and people will love you. It's honestly, it's like probably one of the funnest things I've done in a long time. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's 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 a steep learning curve. It's fucking very very nerdy proper neeky but in a good way because i quite i think what's the definition of a nerd or a neek is someone who has a unhealthy obsession with one thing right and they know everything about it yeah i've quite enjoyed it but there is a steep learning curve but it's challenging it's good i love it again i only got into watching it during this pandemic i, I was never kind of I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd watched a few things but it wasn't a regular thing and now yeah same there's so much that can be done as as like with yourself and david earl and others where you can have stuff on triggers so you can bring videos in or little clips yeah. or little 
catchphrasey type things at, at the drop of a hat. Yeah, it's great. And you build up a little community because it's like with all social media, obviously there's interaction, but this Twitch this Twitch whole thing just feels so immersive where you know, you've got a Discord, like a message board, or your community, and you all have mutual interests, and people can just really get involved, and they feel heard. You know, like on your Insta, on your Twitter, sometimes, like, you can still interact with people, but there's some, there's some kind of magic about watching someone who you admire read out your comment and then talk to you directly down the camera. And it's it's basically like OnlyFans, but without the porn, honestly. Yeah, yeah. They, there's still subscriptions. You still, people are still paying. It's free, but you can, they can subscribe, and it's it's an absolutely genius concept and it's i think it's only gonna get bigger god i sound like i work for twitch don't i No, i love it i don't fucking i don't fucking work for them <laughs> give me some money if you want to say all this shit yeah you mentioned how you feel that bit more c- connected and you build these communities and get to know people but then one of the things that you do on there is get people to submit their beats so you'll pick a sample and then they'll have to submit beats but then the awkward thing is you've got to give a genuine an- analysis and I've, I've watched <laughs> a few times i thought man this is awkward because you're hyping someone who's about to come on like oh this guy's a great guy he's a really good producer is this and that and then the beat's like average or whatever and you, you have know, to be like but you know i know yeah. it's really i mean obviously i just i just <laughs> i just nicked the idea from kenny beats because he was doing it so well during lockdown and i thought yeah everyone's into that and i love hip-hop you know i mean we're both you know yeah hip-hopsmen hip-hop connoisseurs mm-hmm. and um I'd love to get you on as a judge as well, man, because here's the thing. Um, over that. It, 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 like, the thing is, it's not really on me, it's on the judge. And, like, Seeper Grinder was on for the first beat battle. Yeah. And he did, like, the worst reaction you could ever imagine. The guy played his beat and it sounded like some weird disco kind of porn music. And Seeper went, <laughs> he went, that's fucking jokes. <laughs> and I was like, that's the worst reaction to a beat you play. Someone says, that's fucking jokes. And it was just like, oh, the poor guy was in the chat, like, sorry, guys. And I felt so bad. And then I had Marvin, Marvin J Fantasy on last yeah. week. And he went, he was ruthless because Marv doesn't give a fuck. Like he's so like, you know, in a, in a funny, really annoying, endearing way, he can get away with saying anything. Yeah. And he was like, and he's got an amazing voice as well. And I was like, be, okay, I was, I was like, Marv, what are you saying? Oh, is that one I'm going to make it through? He went, he went, nah, man, dash that. And I went, dash that? Bro, that's so disrespectful. Discard it like some piece of trash. <laughs> dash that, man. Dash that. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. But you know, you you might remember this, Pip, actually. Back in the day, the beat battle stuff, actually, for me, I remember I used to go to Jump Off back in the day. Yeah. Right? And I remember what, everyone used to go for the MC battle and the booty shaking battle. Yeah, that's what, that was the main attraction. Yeah. Um, and I even battled there a few times, failed miserably. But Amazing. I remember the produce, the producer battle was one of the funnest things because it was live. They would give you a sample, two producers there, then would have oh, 10 wow. minutes to flip the sample. And honestly, it was like, and they had really good um, guest judges. I remember once they had, um, oh God, I completely forgot his name. The producer, UK producer, um, labyrinth that's not it. labyrinth yeah, yeah i was gonna say yeah labyrinth. labyrinth they had labyrinth as a guest judge who obviously he was quite not that well known yet but yeah. an amazing producer and he was and and i remember me and my mates would love that segment but everyone would get bored and i thought this is so, it's, it's ahead of its time you know flipping a sample so i thought um kenny kenny kind of boyed the mass and i thought why not it's fun i'm also going to do like art battles and other things it's just you know anything just to have fun because i find it fun i love that yeah man because 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 the producer the battles you say they're ahead of their time and you're completely right because that's the kind of thing that works perfectly when you're watching from home totally. but might not work so well if you're in a crowd yes. in a club you've got your drinks you're like all right <laughs> i'm listening minutes, to guys. a beat now am i <laughs> 
No, but also you're sitting there for 10 <laughs> minutes just waiting for the... And these, you know what it's like. I mean, attention spans, you know, pretty bad, especially in somewhere yeah. like Jump Off. They're all fucking drunk or high off their nut. They were, And they're there for the booty shaking battle. They're there to see, you know, big bums. Like, yeah. they're not there to see a, li- a little nerd go through a kick, you know, different kick sounds. <laughs> but I loved it because it was fascinating to see just the different perspective of how different how people see different see things differently you know it's like that kind of old you know an old kurosawa film that um you know where it's like people d- tell the same story in four different ways it's the yeah. same thing with the sample you know you yeah. would flip it differently to how i'd flip it and it, it tells so much about their personality and it actually now we're starting to you know we're going to do our third battle on sunday now we're starting to see characters unfold and oh god that's this guy oh she's going to come with this oh he's going to his snares are always like this he, his bass lines are the best you know so now it's like oh my god i'm actually building a narrative it's almost like yeah. i'm telling a story now and that's what i love um and it's just fun and it keeps you sane during all this bullshit that's going on but it's it's you it's, know i think the beauty of twitch is the ability to tell those stories and those yeah. uh, narratives. Like the person I watch on there most is David Earl. And I don't know who that, I don't know. I haven't watched that. What is that? I need to follow. I need to follow. He, him. he, he, he does. He, he previously did a character called Brian Gittins, who was quite big and combo. He's in like afterlife and things like that. Works with oh, Gervais I know. A lot. The, one with the, the one with the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. So, yeah, he's but, hilarious. but what originally he started on there, he'd do Gittins pl- playing Resident Evil or this other character he does called Combo playing Sims. But then he started to just do himself playing like a, f- a FIFA career. Right. Right. And again, it like the first one he did, he picked Crawley Town. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm going to get bored of this just watching a guy play FIFA. No. But, but because he's doing a season, he's built, he's building in all these characters. And you have like, he signed a guy. And midway through, when it, <laughs> the real story is he wasn't finding him good to control. He was like, he comes on the next room and go, I've just had word. He's, sl- he's sleeping with the, the boss's wife. So we've benched him. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I love that. Fifi I, I, is great for that. Yeah. And, and the narratives build. And you're having that with the Beats battles as well. Yeah. I love that there's been people that, because Beats battles online in general, you either qualify or you don't, because there's not that live judging if you know what i mean like when websites yeah, yeah, do it yeah. or whatever else what i love on this is you guys are going you know what that snare just it's too distorted and the, and you're kind <laughs> of giving them actual feedback so yeah there will be that development of n- n- next time that guy's got a beat in of course and we've even had like i know we're only doing it for you know the second week and like you know in my stream the beat battle thing has obviously been super fun but like you know i'm, I'm doing fifa i'm trying to just i'm just trying to have fun but the beat battle thing i'm really enjoying but like this one guy you know that, that the beat that he submitted where sepus you know basically laughed in his face and he said, sampled it right he, he said he sampled sepus said yeah yeah he sampled sepus say sepus said that um he sounds like he's a a jazz musician who's just taking his hand at a, a hip-hop yeah <laughs> it's like such a it was double bass drum bam, 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 yeah. like that but then the guy the next week he came back and his beat was better like so he is improving and yeah. he's because i said to him one of the things that you know one of the cheat codes for producers is just getting good sounds mate yeah like just just invest in getting some chunky really good sounds that when you when they hit you're like woof, you know really invest in it invest in some good drum packs some good synth sounds yeah. whatever you don't need any instruments you can do it all remotely or whatever you want to do and then you know he and then his sounds sounded better so it's actually great to see 
you know the progression and we're not trying to rip anyone at the day you know we're not fucking proper amazing producers or you know these amazing hip-hop guys we're just some fucking clowns who you know <laughs> pretend to run a pirate radio station you know, you know what i mean but yeah. we we do love our music you know and we are passionate and i think that's the main thing is passion and it's like that works with anything you know what i mean comedy music art whatever it is if you're passionate about it you're going to take it seriously you're not going to be like you know you want to analyze it you want to take you want to be a bit nerdy with it you know yeah um and that's what's fun about it yeah i completely agree and it uh, 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 watching the one with f- f- fantasy as i as fantasy. i only know him um yeah. was uh, was was <laughs> it was really interesting because you did start to notice when it's oh that's your basic beat pack drum sample or snare or yeah, whatever totally. then you the, the yeah. ones who stand out are the ones who've got something that's making it hit different or jump out whereas when they're going oh there's the the amen break or or whatever yeah. else it's like yeah, yeah it's yeah. classic it's dope but it's not if you're all working with the same sample it's not going to stand out exactly the, when things like the amen break work is when you found this unique sample that no one else has heard and you put it over and it's amazing whereas totally. if everyone's doing the same sample it's like what how are you going to find originality in that yeah no you're right man you're right and it's uh it's it's been a lot of fun it's it's been keeping me you know it's been keeping me quite sane and i mean i to be honest i don't have time for it i'll be honest with you it's a stupid thing i've done like i'm (laughs) i'm probably the busiest i've ever been in my life and but for me it really isn't work it's like just fucking chilling out on the stream and i like it man and i'm I'm potentially you know i'm always going away on shoots and stuff so i thought okay i want to set myself up so i can get this streaming thing so i can keep doing it and just keep having fun and take my equipment out and film and make music because you know i i do find like i was speaking to my girl about this and there's like um you know like i'm even though you, you wouldn't believe it but i'm quite introverted in terms of like i don't really like to i'm not a big socializer yeah like when if i'm out trust me i'm life and soul mate i'm fucking mental trust me <laughs> You know what I mean? Don't I'll be the most mental one. Yeah, yeah. I'll be, you know, life and soul. But generally, I'm not that much. I'm not that outgoing. I really do like staying at home. And I mean, I, I don't know if you're the same because, you know, I yeah. know you're a creative and stuff. So, you know, we exactly. enjoy that. We feel we feel safe. And sometimes I feel a bit anxious when I go out. You know, when you when you go out, I get a bit of social anxiety. So all that combined, I do like to stay in and have everything in my control and things I can do from home. But I always thought like, you know, it's good to have like, like, you know, have you heard that saying that like only boring people get bored? Yeah yeah like that's me i never i never get bored ever like i've got way too much stuff to do way too much stuff to listen to to watch um do podcasts i mean anything i'm always and i know that's annoying for people who get bored yeah like my girl gets bored and she's like oh you're never bored like but i think (laughs) i think that's the key find stuff to entertain yourself and to make you fulfill yourself and make you happy and creatively fulfilled like if you can be like i can just jump on you know, uh, Fruity Loops or Reason or Logic and just mess around with some music or write some bars or write some write a comedy sketch or yeah. jump on Twitch and do a stream or, I don't know, do something. Watch Netflix. Like, if you can just be like, I can do that whenever I want. Yeah. Like, whenever you're feeling a little bit, like, lost, you know what I mean? That can just ground you I think, and you could go back to that. Yeah, I think the absolute key for, for people who are so, so hustle-orientated and, and struggle to turn off is to find a hustle that is also oh. your downtime. And that's what Twitch is yes. perfect for a lot of people. It is. Going, I still feel productive, but all I'm doing, yes. I'm genuinely relaxing and enjoying this, but I still get that hit of, I've done some work today. I, and, and you're generally doing what you would have been doing anyway. Yeah. And you're just watching, people are just watching you doing it. I mean, one thing, I, you might you might enjoy this, you might not. But I mean, if you do, I've already got four people on Twitch. Yeah. Right. 
So I'm now converting people to come over to Twitch. I'm like, I'm like, and I know you, you need to do it too. Um, one of the biggest things that people love, right? Even if you're not known, I mean, I'm not known for my music or my, you know, my rapping and all that. And of course, I'm known for Chibuddy and comedy. But, yeah. you know, for people who follow me, they know I do. I, I always did music. I love doing music. One of the one of the most beautiful things, I'll be sitting there with a beat and I'll be writing it. I'll be writing a bar. And honestly, they fucking love it. They yeah. love that process because it's the same thing, like you said, with the FIFA career. You're watching from something from the start. Yeah. And then, you know, an hour later, you've got a verse or a hook yeah. and they help you with it but it's quite bad though because they're all they're all putting rhymes in the chat and i'm like i don't want to look at your rhymes i'm not drake i write my own shit but they can yeah. they can inspire it but some of them are fucking good some of the boss well, that's the problem it. if you look like, at one and go i would have come up with that all right i'm yeah, not i'm yeah, not yeah, stealing yeah. If, if, if i was I gonna looked. say that yeah but it is that and then i stopped looking and i wrote it and then i looked back and i thought fucking hell that was better than mine like so there is there is but it's so much fun honestly and that's I would be doing that anyway. FIFA, I would be doing that anyway. Even like the beat contest, I'll be listening to beats anyway that, yeah. my, that my mate sent me. I would have been listening to it. But, you know, so totally Twitch is like basically paying you for stuff you would be doing anyway. And it's not big money. On Twitch, you can only make big money when you get massive numbers. Yeah. So it's not a money thing. But why not? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like I said, it's like OnlyFans without the porn. Yeah. Still yeah. subscription based and all that. So, yeah. Um, God, Twitch better get me some endorsement deal after this. I feel like I'm selling the shit out of them. They really do, man. You're you're, you're on it. But again, <laughs> I think it, it, it seems like a perfect platform because, as you say, it allows you that control. Yeah. And as someone who is at times not as naturally social, how have you found the kind of the pressure, I guess? I always remember um, seeing an interview with Will Smith and he, he was saying... Just before he did the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, someone advised him, "Have your character name have the same name as you, so yeah. then you can just relax and be you and not have to turn into this character." How do you find the kind of the pressure to be Chabadi G at times? Because again, he's there's loads of elements of you in there. It feels like the example is always in wrestling. The best wrestling characters yeah. is you turned up to eleven, and that feels yeah. like what it is there. But how do you find that pressure in social situations? to know when you can just be Asim and when they need you to be Chibadi. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that, um, turn it up to 11 yourself. Yeah. I, I, I've never actually thought of it that way, but that's a brilliant and a, little, a lovely little spinal tap, little nod. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that's exactly what it is, actually. You know, I think I think every... I think every character that's close to your heart, any any kind of creation, uh, comic creation or anything, dramatic creation, I think you have to find a you know a truth in it somewhere where it comes from, from a real place. And you know, I think you can tell very quickly when someone's just mimicking something. You know, you can just yeah. see me like, mm, has he ever even lived that? Does he know? Does he know that place? Does he know that person? No, I don't think. I think he's just read a script and yeah. just tried to copy it. It's tough, man. I'll be honest with you. Like I. As I've gotten older and as I've, you know, lived with it more, first of all, I'm very, very grateful for it because, you know, one day no one's going to give a shit and, yeah. you know, you're going to be walking around whispering going, be not dust, remember me? <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, who's that? <laughs> you know, so I'm eternally grateful for it. But um, at the same time, you do need to set kind of boundaries with yourself. Like I've been very, as I got older, I used to be like, you know, anyone on the street, Oh, can you do a video message with Chabaz, 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 do a video message, do it, and then camera in my face straight away, yeah. you know, do the voice, do the voice. And, and I used to do it all the time because I was like, you know, of course, these are my fans, these are my, 
you know, these, these are the reason. These people are the reason why I am successful. Like, you know, th- if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have a TV show. We wouldn't be having the viewings. We wouldn't. They won't be coming to our shows. They won't be buying our merch, which is true. But there's also an element of like, you know, you are a human being, and yeah. for you know, a random white guy to come up to you and tell you to do an Indian accent or, or even do an Indian accent to you, a really bad one, you know, <laughs> yeah. really, come up to you and you're like, oh god, um, it, it can be a little bit. So I, I learned to put up boundaries with the, you know, in that terms of my that element where you know i'd say you know if you if you do want a picture you know i can do a picture but a video is like because i'm not in character and you you need to ask permission before you just start filming me i know you can legally or whatever that's fine but you know it's just it's just little boundaries you put up and and the more you do it the better you get at it and you can be polite and still make sure that they don't go away thinking god that your buddy g's an absolute cunt you can do it in that way but it is important to have boundaries and also i think it's important to have identity like i know i'm asim and i know that i am worthy as myself but i also understand i have this magic which is chibadi g which is me turned up to 11 but yeah. I, I have to use him sparingly and i have to use him respectfully you know that's why all of us all us corrupt boys are very picky about what we do how we do it you know we our our brand and our characters we love them and i think it's a testament to why you know they've been around so long because let's be honest these days you know we live in a meme culture where yeah. it's, you know, something's hot for one month and then you forget about it. It's discarded, you know, it's 30 seconds here, today, gone to... So we, we've we created these comic creations that I think, because we've treated them with so much love and respect, they're still around and people are still interested. So it's a really, really great question. And it's about me growing as a person, learning how to deal with, you know, this this gift and a curse. But I mean, don't get me wrong. If people called me and recognized me as Chibuddy for the rest of my life, it wouldn't be a bad thing. You know, I'm yeah. very proud of it. Um, but you you need to learn and grow with it, man. You've got to put up your own boundaries and it's about respect. And, you know, it, it's a tough one, but it, it's still a blessing. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the boundaries and respect are key. And I think you boys have done great on being selective on things like that. I I can't tell you the amount of things I've been invited on a radio show or whatever. And it's literally a news show or something or or we're talking about some big topic and just before I go on the producer will be like could you do a freestyle maybe or or <laughs> I know, do I know. a rap about it or something like that it's like this ain't the place this is a I studio know. again <laughs> a, a very white middle class studio that I'm, I'm walking into to talk about some serious shit you know like, yeah. and while you're here <laughs> could you dance for us essentially it's like that's basically no, what it is yeah, yeah yeah yeah. no i can't dance I, for you and i think that's what's I, been really good with, with you boys is you've limited the amount of things you go, you go on like that so it doesn't have that awkwardness of now do your little performance yeah it is and i remember once i'm uh i went for you know and then there's also that thing of like you know with acting and auditions like i remember i went to this audition quite a while back um and I, you know I, I was there in the room and i smashed it like you know when you know you smashed it you might yeah. not get the part but you know you've learned the lines you've worked the room people are laughing it's the best auditions man it's the best auditions because oh. the, then it doesn't matter if you get it or not because you know that you did what you could you know it's out of your control it, it, exactly i did my bit it's out of my control but here's the thing that pissed me off so i did the audition right they're all like literally laughing i'm improving i'm doing everything right and then they come up to they you know they're kind of whispering amongst <laughs> They're like, Asim, um, do you think you could go again? But could you maybe, I don't know, could you maybe spice it up a little bit? And I went, well, what do you mean spice it up? They're like, you know that thing that you, you know the voice you do for ch- uh, Chapati? She didn't even say it right. I remember she just completely butchered the name. She went, not that. 
She's like, but could you do like, I don't know, like just spice it up? And I thought, spice it up? Spice what, it up say is cu- the most should offensive. I, should I just get <laughs> a plate of curry and put it over my head for fuck's sake and do it, you know, do it to an Indian dance and start doing some bhangra for you? Like it was, and I just, I just said to her, and this was really bad. I said to her, well, not bad. It was really good, actually. I said to her, I went, um, what's like, I said, you know, I said, guys, I don't want to be rude. I was like, but like Chabadi speaks of that because he's from a certain, you know, it's, it's, it's a certain area he's from. Yeah. right and people from that area speak like that so it's justified and it's based on those of people i knew i said so the accent there is a regional thing i'm doing a regional accent based on real people i went for this character it's can you just justify why he would have that accent and then i'll do it that's yeah. what i said to them and they yeah. went no it's not that and they're like you know it's just to give us options and to you know spice it up a little bit and i was like I was like, I'm really sorry. I go, but I don't think it's necessary. And yeah. they went, oh, no, no, we understand. We understand. We understand. And then guess, you know, I didn't get the part, of course. Um, the panic. But I, but I yeah. was so happy. I was so happy I did that. And then that Damn was right. ages ago. And then I've always done that. I've always said, if you want to do an accent, I don't care. It could be an Indian accent, whatever accent you want to do. Justify it, please. Don't just put on a funny accent to make yeah. people like, no, because an accent is just an accent. Yes, your buddy has a funny accent. Yes, but also, you have to understand, you go to Hounslow, people speak like that. I was going to say, I was going to say, it's so specific. It's not even... Yeah, there's layers of detail. Yes. It's not even simply a region of, of no, or an Indian it's, accent. It's Indian accent it's not, then translated through this particular area of the UK. Yes. It's, you know, Chabadi's accent, right? It's so, it's so regionally specific because it's Hounslow. It's, you know, obviously a Pakistani Indian accent. There's elements of Giza, because there's a lot of Asian guys who grew up yeah. with Giza. So it's like, you're all right, You know, so it's like, yeah. what? Yeah. And then there's also like confused elements of like patois in it, where, you know, Asian guys trying to, you know, be like, oh, what's up, blood, God, pussy, and all that. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's a very confused accent, but it's a very, and I will say this with confidence, it's a very regionally specific, accurate accent that yeah. I've developed years because I grew up with those people, so I can talk like them. So, you know, when people are going, oh, Oh, it's a stereotype. I'm like, no, these are layers of detail that we've all worked for, worked on for years, you know. And there's 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 history in all of it as as well. There I was is, talking to Nihal about this recently, and when he grew up in the 80s, he went from being racially abused to three years later being the cool kid because rap happened. And having some kind of pigment in your skin, having having darker skin was suddenly in fashion. So whether you were a black boy, a brown boy or whatever else, as long as you weren't a white boy, you were that bit more associated to that world. So Nihal grew up with all of the rap slang and all of that kind of thing. And that's, I think that's why generations on, we get these amazing accents that can be turned into a comedy thing here, but they've, Genuinely, it's not just as was in that audition room. Can you put on a voice? It's no. This voice has got Justify a whole history. It. This has yeah. come from all these different things. It's because totally, as you say, the Asian lads were befriending the geezers because, of course, either yeah. that or get they were down the pub with them, football, whatever. The Asian lads were de- befriending the African lads because, of course, hip hop and yeah. all these different sounds of reggae was blowing up, and they could associate with that. Yeah, of course, like it's so London. That's yeah. the thing I love about it. It's so <laughs> multicultural. It's what we're about. It's a melting pot. You grow up with all these different influences. And, you know, of course, England is multicultural. But, you know, just in terms of London, like, you know, that's where I'm from. So that's what I saw growing up. And, like, it's beautiful, man. And, and, and that is fully justified to do an accent because you want to make it real. You yeah. know, especially if you're doing a kind of a, an artistic, creative, you know, kind of a character. Um, of course you want that. But, you know, I think it's... And, and it, this goes back to your original question. Like, 
you know, about turning it up to 11. Yeah, you should turn it up to 11, but only when it needs to be that loud yeah. and it's justified. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I'm not turning it up for no reason. And also, you know, this is something I learned as I got older as well. When I was a bit younger, I used to be on a, on, a, on 11 all the time. Chabuddy or not, ask him Chabuddy. I used to want to do everything, proper people's pleaser. Yeah. And then I started being like, I'm burning myself out for people who don't even deserve, you know, so, then, so now... Like I only give people when I when they really deserve it, or I feel like that, you know this person, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you 100 percent of me, my energy, my yeah. humor, my wit, everything, everything of me. I'm gonna really give myself. But then I realized, man, you have to really be selective about how 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 much percentage of you you give to people. You know, you could be talking to someone. Uh, I, I mean, I could be speaking to someone, and uh, you know, I I just don't feel like I'm gonna give you all my. You, I could be giving you 40 percent. Yeah. But I, that's self, I'm preserving myself there because I don't want to burn out. Because as a performer, as an entertainer, we have to perform and entertain all the yeah. time, whatever yeah. we're doing, whether we're doing this on a TV show, in a meeting, in a in a writing room, in front of a crowd, even at home, anything. We're always performing because it's our natural instinct. I don't know what it is. It's insecurity. We need validation, whatever it is. But I've learned to like, I don't have to be on 11 all the time. So now as I've yeah. gotten older and, and I, I've preserved my energy better, you know what I mean? And I, and I feel happier because I'm not always burning out now, yeah. you know? And that's something you only learn with, with, with age and wisdom that you just have to learn. You have to burn out a few times and go, fucking hell, why am I trying so hard for everything? Fucking yeah. chill. You know what I mean? I, I could yeah. not relate more, man. I'm someone yeah. who gets incredibly excited if we're talking about film or TV or music or all these other things. I'm a very yeah. passionate person in that way. But I then know, also, I know. I've got a stutter. So I'm keeping that shit under control. 90% of the time, there's <laughs> there's stuff going on in the background where I'm controlling that. So I had exactly yeah, yeah. the same. I had that realisation of sometimes I need to just go, oh, yeah, I've seen that film. If if, right. if it's not a situation that needs me to be at 100% going, oh, my fucking God, this, 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 go... Just chill. No one's that interested. No yes, one, that's exactly aren't. what it is. Why waste, even though that film you could speak about probably for three hours, yeah. but you're not wasting your energy on it because they're not going to appreciate it. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's yeah. exactly it. Music's the same. You know, yeah. you hear a song and, they're like, and then you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know no one gives a shit. I'm yeah. not going to waste my energy talking to this. I could break this song down and talk about it for hours, but why? With someone who's not going to appreciate it. And that's it. And if I want to ramble for hours at someone who's pretending to appreciate it, then I'll do that to my partner. You know, yeah. she, she, <laughs> she, she, my girl doesn't even have that anymore. She's like, whatever. Poor thing has to put up with so many of my, I've just had this theory or I've, I've figured out this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Passionate yeah, for yeah. Ages. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, I try, I, I do that as well with her and, and bless her. She's very patient with it, even though she has no interest in it whatsoever, but you know, um, yeah, but that, that, that's what I mean, man. It's like, just be selective about yeah. who you're doing it to and you'll find yourself with so much more energy. And then when you're really doing it, when you really go for it, you'll see that you have, you have, a, you haven't, you know, blown your load you know, too early yeah. on some twat who didn't even care. And the beauty is those people who are in your circle like that are going to be pleased and enjoy your excitement regardless if they're interested in what the actual subject is, if you know what I mean. And you'll have that with certain <laughs> yeah. circles of friends and stuff like that. They'll be hyped, but you'll just hype about it. And it's like, I'm not really getting this, but I'm so happy to see you go crazy yeah. about it. And that's a great that's a great example for how my my girl does it. My girl wouldn't fully really care or understand what I'm talking about, but she'll be like, like I was, you know, banging on about FIFA yesterday about the icon pack. And we did a funny video. She had no idea what was going on, and she was just like, "You look so cute. You were so excited over a stupid little game." She doesn't understand that. That's my. I'm opening an icon pack. Like yeah, that's insane for me. You know what I mean? Come on, get excited. But um, they find your passion 
enjoyable yeah. for them they don't care what you're talking about but they like see you rambling on about something and they're like this is really I, and I would be the same if she was talking to me about something that she was really passionate about I'd be yeah. like I don't really give a fuck but I'm happy that you're I'm very passionate you're about it. it yeah completely I <laughs> yeah mean, speaking of of conserving energy and all that kind of thing how are you after after having the covid after, oh, after the rona going through that how's that been oh the bloody aldona virus yeah man it was uh <laughs> it was uh it was pretty rough man i mean uh i was just talking to some friends about it today because i haven't really spoken to that many people because i mean obviously you know we're in strict lockdown and only yeah. zoom really um it was pretty rough man I, the, the weird thing that i had i had quite a weird experience is that I tested negative the day before because I was doing some filming. So I was like, you know, and then I got ill the day after. So I tested negative and then I yeah. got ill the next day after. And I thought it's definitely like a, it's a cold or something. Yeah. And then a few days passed and I started feeling a bit of a chest infection. My cough was getting bad. And I was like, yeah, it's a chest infection. A couple of days passed more. Now I'm coughing up everything, like being sick, high temperature. And I still was like, it's definitely a, you know i've just got the flu i, I was like because i've just tested negative i was like it can't yeah. be corona and also i'm a proper corona like freak like health and safety freak i'm very safe well it's it's one of the things that not that i enjoyed about it but i felt was i was glad that you were public about it because you had also previously been very public about being really careful yeah. taking it all seriously yeah. it's not like you're one of those very. who are on instagram live out of their mate's house or whatever yeah yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not popping off to dubai you know what i mean yeah uh, <laughs> um, but um yeah so i was like okay this is getting bad um but still you know i thought you know and, and i and i was looking after my little sister for a bit and she was going to school and i thought maybe that could be a thing you yeah. know because you know schools are you know breeding grounds um and then and then the thing that made me quite worried is that obviously my chest started getting more, more and more worse. But here's what really was like, okay, I definitely need to get a test ASAP, um, is that I started um, becoming delirious in my sleep. So I couldn't sleep at night at all because I was – so, for example, I was watching The Crown one night and I, and I was trying to go to bed and obviously sweating, coughing, horrible. And then I started – my, my temperature must have been so high, I started thinking that I was in the royal family, right? Even though I know I'm not. It's not – it's not – um, it's delusion but it's not yeah. like so hard set where you're actually losing grip of reality but i i couldn't sleep because i thought okay i'm in the royal family but my job in the royal family was that i had to get prince charles trainers that was my official job and he wanted these air force ones <laughs> and i thought i had to stay up for a delivery that was coming because prince charles needs his fucking air force ones and then this happened three nights in a row different things one night was that one night i was a footballer i just signed for newcastle um you know i was playing up front you know and then i i just couldn't you know it was just so much pressure and i couldn't sleep and then i thought okay i'm fucked then me and my girl both went and did the test and yeah bang positive yeah. and but the thing that was really good for me is that it um because it, it, i didn't know i had it i found out i was positive towards the end so i think that was actually good and then i was on the mend already i think if i knew i had it from the start i think i would have been panicky because it was not too long ago when the hospitals were completely overrun as they are still yeah and i just thought i think i would have been thinking fuck man what if it does get worse and you know what it's like you know when your mind starts playing tricks and you can is my breathing all right am i can i breathe can i you know what it's like it's anxiety yeah, mixed completely. with everything um and i'm not the fittest healthiest guy you know what i mean so and i'm asian so it's like you know you do start panicking so thank god i only found out at the end and then you know me and my girl were both both fine but it's it's a fucking nasty 
nasty disease, man. Horrible. I mean, the thing is, I, I spoke to my doctor about it. And he just said, you know what it is? He goes, it's a lottery. He goes, he goes, some people, the fittest people in the world, you know, whatever, have died. Some people, like my dad had it, you know, he's a diabetic in his 60s, Asian, he was all right. You know, yeah. and my uncle had it, he has cancer and he was all right. And then you have fit, fit people dying. And I'm like, he said, it's a lottery. He goes, it's so random. He goes, why? And, and I'm just like, why do you want to play that lottery? Don't play it. Just fucking assume it will kill you. I know that sounds extreme. Yeah. Assume it can, assume it can kill you yeah. and just be safe. And it also assume you could pass it on to someone. And that could kill them. Yeah, you know. I mean, so it's it's mind blowing because people talk all the time about the confusing messages from the government and all that, which is completely true. But yes, it um, is. Yeah, in Malaysia, their their handling of it from the start was a simple message of assume you've got it and act accordingly. Yeah, and they've had five hundred and fifty deaths over the whole pandemic, not in a week or in a day or over the whole pandemic. Everything. And that's just, it's such a simple thing that if more people got that into their head, that as you say, number one, assume it will kill you if you if you get it. Don't get into a panic yeah. attack, but assume no. this is yeah. a deadly virus because it is. It is. Hundreds yeah. of yeah. thousands of people have died. So yeah. don't assume, oh, it's just the flu. So no, 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 it's, it's a deadly it's virus. Not. There's no mistake about it. And then act accordingly. It's not just the flu. People who say that, I mean, I had it. So I mean it's not just the flu the flu no. doesn't fuck up your chest and you're breathing like that yeah. it doesn't do that you know it's not it's not putting people on when's the last time you saw someone on flu on a fucking ventilator dying like come on it's not yeah. the flu it's and then these new strains that even work and i think i definitely had the new strain because like i said you know i'm a covid safety All freak right, show even <laughs> i've got the new one i had the brand new one i had to get i had yeah. to get some for prince charles oh, i had to wait up for delivery on, man. Yeah, up your game, brother. What you on the old strain? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I must have got the new one because, like I said, I'm annoyingly over the top safe. Definitely, um, ridiculously overly anxious about it. You know what I mean? Um, and it, the new strain is no joke, man. It's fucking. Was it seventy percent more contagious? Yeah. Bigger mortality rate? I mean, fucking hell. When's this going to stop? You know? But I mean, um, you say you're you're an, an annoyingly vigilant on it, or whatever. I really liked your video as well, where you just kind of said to your Uber driver, "Can you put your mask over your nose?" Because <laughs> yeah, but it, I said I said please and thank you like ten times. Sipa was like, "Please, thank you, thank you, thank you, please." Yeah. Like, such a pussy. But I just wanted to be because that's psychology for me. I'm not being. I just thought if I make it, if I'm the most polite man in the world, yeah, and I and, and I really wanted to say to him, look, mate, I'm protecting you as well because yeah. I might have, you know, I mean, even though I've had it, I can still carry it and yeah. I can still pass it on. And, and I wanted to say that to him. I'm saying for your for your safety as well, mate. I'll be fine. I've got antibodies, but yeah. I'm, I wanted to say that. I thought no. I thought the best approach, and I do it all the time. I do it all whenever the nose is out. I just say, I say, brother, if you can please do the nose, brother, first of all, if they normally they are ethnic, so brother gets me in straight away. You know, it's always good. Brother, if you don't mind, please, if you could just cover your nose. Yeah. And then I always go, I know, because it slips off sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, brother. And then then I go, thank you, brother. Thank you. Sorry. And I go, sorry, sorry. Thank you. So you've got the advantage of the ability to use the word brother or the word uncle in in a lot of those situations, which we white people don't get to do. You could definitely use brother, one million percent. Uncle might be a bit weird. Oh, it's, hello uncle it, it used to kill me Do, doing oh, an indian oh, accent to a some do an indian accent to a, a somalian driver he's like what are you doing i'm somali you twat. Oh, <laughs> when me and gaz khan were doing a, a film t- together and he'd use uncle l- loads i got so jealous of not having that option because it's so beautiful it's so instantly uh, warm and engaged and friendly do you know what i mean 
Well, it is, but also it's quite, I found it quite manipulative when I was younger because everyone's your uncle, anyone who's older than you is your uncle. Yeah. And I just thought, why am I giving this prick this uncle privilege? Yeah. You're not my uncle. Are you my dad's brother? <laughs> yeah. Are you my sister's, are you my mum's brother? No, you're not. You're some fucking random cab driver in Hounslow. I don't have to call you uncle. And then, but then it gets confusing because you don't even know who you're related to. <laughs> yeah. Hi, uncle. Uncle? What so can the, we just, an auntie? Can we just clarify what kind of uncle this guy is? Because I'm yeah. <laughs> very curious. Is this bloodline or is it just cab driver? Can you just tell me which? Yeah. I mean, like, it was confusing. But yeah, no, uncle is quite sweet. Is And, and auntie, auntie's very sweet. But also, I find it quite patronising sometimes. Like, this that Uber driver, he was probably in his early 40s or something. I mean, he, you know, I don't want to... It, it ages them. Instantly ages them. It makes them feel a bit old, you know? So I don't want to... Um, brother, are you I worried? Think, is have, lovely. Have, have you had any uncles yet? Are you worried of when, of when young boys are going to start... With, calling you uncle. oh no no i'm not an uncle yet i'm not i don't mind being i i, I want to i'll be the coolest uncle anyway i mean come on imagine i mean chibadi g is your uncle it's a bit yeah, dodgy actually damn right <laughs> a bit weird chibadi would be a weird uncle he would be a weird <laughs> uncle but all, all jokes aside genuinely what i loved about the politeness is as with all things in this modern age largely because of social media it becomes this war of opposing sides and everyone's attacking everyone and everyone's angry at everyone and that doesn't get resolution if you had blown up at that guy it might have been a popular instagram video but it wouldn't have oh, helped i, I anyone. would have never posted the fact it. No, is I would he never was so polite it. and so apologetic of putting his mask up he lied about it falling down naturally that was some bullshit right there that was, that was everyone was clear on that but he he, he, he cared enough to to tell them yeah. that lie and i felt that was a really important thing to share that you were as someone who's had it and been through all of that you weren't going fuck you mate take it seriously you well, were going no of course not please mate can you uh can you put it over the nose of course man but i've always learned uh through life i think you know um if you want to get stuff done it's psychology is a huge element into and i'm not being manipulative and trying to get my way with people i'm just saying if you want to get stuff done there's a way you need to deal with people communication is very important and you know yes you can call it persuasion yes you can call it whatever you want to call it but it's a way to speak to people it's a way to make people like you and that's that and if it benefits the greater good and if you're doing something that you believe is good then it doesn't matter how you get it done as long as it's not nasty and if i'm being overly sincere with the guy and calling him brother and saying thank you and giving him excuses for it who cares the main thing is he's covered his nose you know, he's covered his yeah. nose. He could potentially, I could potentially have something passed on to him. And like, you know, when everyone's like, I know people have, who've passed from COVID, you know, it's not a joke, especially yeah. with ethnic minorities. I know, you know, I know a few people have passed and it's tragic and it's horrible and it's affecting our ethnic communities more than ever. And, and I've said that I, I, I did a vaccine video the other day um, that the government put out and, you know, it's all, it's urging the Asians, uh, especially the Asians, because, you know, if you, you have all these fake news uncle and aunties who are on WhatsApp and think that there's pork in the vaccine and beef in the vaccine and yeah. all this bullshit they want to track you and it's like oh my god like you're you guys are the most vulnerable like yeah. you are the ones who will die if you don't fucking have this shit like you know what i mean like it's just so annoying so anything i can do to try and you know raise awareness i'll do it and i get backlash and i you know honestly i don't like i posted that video up the one with the mask thing and i, I had some people you know talking shit and they were like oh god this is an unfollow. And I went, see ya. Like, fuck yeah. off there, mate. Like, you think like, you're an anti, are you an anti-mask, like anti-vaxxy? Oh, fuck off. Like, come on. It just, it, it, it literally boggles my mind. I can't be bothered with it. It's the same way whenever I post anything about any, you know, anything moral issue, not political, moral issue. And people have an issue with me posting moral issues. They're not political issues. Yeah. You know, I'm not super yeah. left wing. I'm not that at all. I agree. People I, think I'm, that I'm, moral and social issues are now no, automatically political. So, so no, don't give a shit. 
They're not. They're not. Boris is a cunt. Boris yeah. fucked up. Boris is terrible at his job. That is facts. The man's yeah. made, you know, he's let 100,000 people die. He's a terrible. In any other job, he'd get fired yeah. or he'd resign. But the yeah. fact that he's got this and they're still, you know, the Tories have still got a majority and they will still win again. And I'm thinking like, this, you know, when I, this is not a political thing. This guy is morally fucking up. Like yeah. he is, you know, so if people want to unfollow me for that shit, they can fucking unfollow me. Because honestly, I don't want your money. And that's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want your money. That's what I'm. That's what I say to people because that's what it comes down to. You unfollow me, it means that you. I've lost a potential customer, right? Yeah. Let's be honest. That's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, they're fans and all that, but they're they're, they're customers. Like the same way when I'm a fan of someone, I'm a potential customer. Yeah, I'll buy their merch. I'll, I'll be invest. That's the way it works. I don't want that money. Why would I want that money? It's tainted. Yeah, I mean, I've said this a few times, so I feel a bit a broken record on this now. But just on the whole, the job that Boris has done, as you were just talking about. The usual argument is, do you really think anyone else could have done better? And I understand that because it's a get out. It's a, it's an escape it argument. Is. But yeah. we're in a unique time where it's a global issue. So we can literally look at other countries and governments who have done better. And we can literally say, oh, exactly. this could have been done a lot, lot better. So a I really think better. it's a unique time to not just, if people are normally a Tory or traditionally a Tory, not to be... Bl- bl- blind in their loyalty to, to go yeah. you know what that was they did a bad job here it is it's it's undeniable and it's not just that that, that that's the get out card and you know it's always attached with oh can you imagine if a uh, corbyn and abbott was in charge fuck yeah. you now i'm just like look it, it, you know it's like the same as what well, superman and who would win in a fight between superman and batman it's hypothetical bullshit yeah and i mean I, I you know like i said i don't think corbyn's perfect but he would i could hand on heart he would a million times do better than this shit because this is like you couldn't get worse than this and, and exactly. you know it's about it's about having empathy in a heart and that's basically what you need to deal with the pandemic you need to be like hmm shall we let all these people die and have take a knock on our economy yeah. or, or you know shall we or shall we give you know this stuff they've done shall, is ridiculous shall we given all the money starving children yeah. or not mm, exactly do you think corbyn would have, it's just ridiculous yeah. and then you know I, I i just think yeah it's it's a shambles it is a complete shambles well i mean yeah you're gonna love this this is gonna be a real radio presenter link here but we've talked there about all the different choices and how it's gone wrong and how it could have been better and how other choices i fucking adored bandersnatch you see the link oh, there because of, yeah. cho- of the choices because you see it's very it's very <laughs> clever um mate how was that yeah. to be part of obviously we've i mean we're getting towards the end of our time and we've not talked massively about, about people just do nothing but you've talked about that a lot and i had hugo and seeper on and we got a lot of those yeah that's great so yeah yeah there's other yeah, things yeah, yeah. that you've d- done and in your career that i'd like to to get a bit in before we we wrap up so yeah how was that because black mirror is iconic yeah right? no, i appreciate it. I, I appreciate that yeah a huge fan of black mirror um you know big honor to be part of it and, and looking back i think i'm more and more proud when i look back on it because i loved i loved bandits i loved the i'm such a fan myself i watched it on the release day you know i was yeah. doing the game i was playing it in the morning doing it different versions I'm just a fan, you know, and obviously, you know, Charlie Brooker is a genius and, you know, I'm very, very uh, honoured to have worked with him um, and see his process and how he works. And, you know, the, the the role was a lot of fun to play. Very, very difficult to shoot, though. Very yeah. difficult to learn lines because of all the alternate. It's really weird because, you know, you have like four options for each scene. Yeah. So then, but the thing is, they wouldn't really change that much. They'll change a few words, but you had to say it verbatim. Yeah. Like it was very important. Otherwise it wouldn't match. It would just be weird, right? Yeah, um, of course. No, excuse me. And I remember in one scene, 
the scene where I'm I'm losing it a little bit and I'm calling up Stefan and I'm like, where the fuck's my game, Stefan? Like, you know, and he's just, he's gone bonkers, hasn't he, at that time? I can't yeah. remember what's going on. But he's just like coding and killing his dad and doing all mad shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Running around, just, just fucking going mental, right? And tripping out and having psychedelic trips. I mean, he's just enjoying himself, literally living life. And I'm like screwing down the phone. Where the fuck's my game? You know, the, the, everyone's after me. Um, and I remember I had to do that so many times and I, and it was really difficult. I found it really hard because I kept getting the line wrong. But and I was screaming, obviously. And I, if you watch that scene back, you will actually see, um, on one, I don't know which take, but on one of the takes, I've actually got a burst blood vessel in my eye. Oh, wow. So, yeah, my right eye is just, all this is red because I was screaming so much and how many times I did it. So it was really bad, you know, and obviously, you know, I had to like, I just got it done. But yeah, I loved it. It was just, it's such a fun. That must And been... weirdly enough, I don't think, I don't think you could ever do it again. I don't think, I, th- I think that was the, to my memory, please correct me if i'm wrong they tried many other versions of different shows with that after bandersnatch and before i don't really think any of them worked apart from bandersnatch because bandersnatch was like a real event and i remember it's probably the biggest thing i've ever done like in terms of like you know the the numbers like how many people watched it it's insane Mm. and it's become quite cult now And, and, and i think it's actually it's black mirror don't get me wrong but it's removed from Black Mirror. Some people don't even count it as a real episode because it was just his own experiment. Yeah, and completely. the experiments, some people hated it, some people loved it. I thought it was genius. Um, and I'm just super proud of it, man. It was amazing. I completely agree. How how was that as a... Or how's it been in general? Because I, I think when you blow up with a show that's made by you and your mates and you're involved in the writing and you're involved in, the, in, the, in, in every element of it because you guys were doing it on YouTube originally... That's completely different to then going onto a set like a Bandersnatch or or, or or any of the other things you've gone on to because there will be, like at times, a strictness on getting it verbatim and stuff like that, which wouldn't have been there in People Just Do, do, do Nothing. In People Just Do Nothing, it'll, it'll be about getting the mood right and the, and the delivery yeah. right rather than here's the exact line that you have to nail every time. So how totally. was that as, as an adapting thing? Because it felt like because Chibadi G was the kind of the pluck out the, the, the pluckable character in people just do nothing because the rest of the guys are all all pirate radio all all MCs yeah. all producers and Chibadi was the one that stands out as the yeah. entrepreneur so sure. I think it felt that you were the obvious choice to grab and put in loads of other things so how was that to kind <laughs> of be thrown into that I guess before Bandersnatch, I did a few things, but never that intense in terms of the verbatim saying things word yeah. for word. Um, so that was definitely really challenging. But it's good. You know what? I mean, I, I would definitely say that my confidence on set was actually built from my years of battle rapping. I'm not saying that I battle rap loads, but I mean, I remember going to jump off when I was 15 years old, yeah. you know, w- winning some battles, losing some battles, getting absolutely booed, horrible, horrible reactions, <laughs> so intimidating, getting destroyed lyrically, getting hum- humiliated on stage, um, having some great victories, having some great losses, blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, if I'm 15 and I'm doing this, you know, like that really honed my quick, my wit, and yeah. my confidence yeah. uh, for comedy, but also just for nerves, for being like, throw yourself I, in. 15, I think that's one of the biggest things in, in, in TV and film is being comfortable. Oh, man. Going, right, let's just go. Yeah. 
take a risk. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're going to fuck up loads of times. It's fine. Um, so I just, I look back to those years and I thought, man, that confidence I had, a, I had as a kid when I was some stupid little prick. And now <laughs> I feel like, you know, no, you know what I mean? I've got wisdom. I've lived a bit of life. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm more wise and I'm a better version of myself than I was when I was this little 15 year old Hounslow boy. You know what I mean? And, but that gave me the confidence where I'm like, man, I have all these tools now. And, and with the confidence is, is it should be even bigger than about, but then you do have that kind of young, stupid, confidence as well that i think is like blind confidence i think i had yeah. a lot of that as well yeah so you know i didn't have i had no anxiety growing up you know i was one of those stupid kids who were just like yeah fuck it i'll do it you know just so much confidence but no no you know nowhere near to match the ability and now i feel like my ability has gone up but maybe my confidence has gone down but i still that those <laughs> things are still challenging and they're still great but man great experience because I feel, after that i felt like i can do i can do loads of stuff you know after yeah. doing bandersnatch because that was fucking hard and we all found it really hard all the actors yeah we really and you, you've got will poulter you know like seasoned I great talked to actors, Will a little you know? bit about it yeah just yeah. how intense that we was we all we all were, our brains were fucking scrambled egg because we were just like oh my god like the script's this big you know I remember actually I fucked up so hard when they first sent me the script. I read all of it, yeah, all like seven hundred, eight hundred pages of it, all the different variations, everything. Yeah, and then they and then the, the assistant called me up the day and she went, "Asked him, what did you think of the script? Did you get the um the electronic um document we sent you?" And I went, "What?" And then I, went, I went, no, I downloaded the whole thing. And she went, oh, no, no, we've made this app where you click the button and it takes you to your choice. And I went, oh, well, that's four hours of my life. I never get back. <laughs> so it was, it, honestly, I, I fucked up so hard. Just but reading I, the same cool. scenes over and over again with slight <laughs> yeah, changes. With, with two words changed. Um, but yeah, that's what I mean. It was a head fuck, though, man. And uh, David Slade, the director, actually did a great job. He directed Metalhead of, of, on, Band, on Band, uh, Black Mirror Black as well. Black Mirror, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is a great app, actually. Yeah. Um, which is actually happening now with those electronic dogs. You know, those ro- that, that's a real thing. Yeah. And like Black Mirror <laughs> made that shit ages ago. Um, but yeah, it was fucking amazing, man. I'm just proud to be part of it, and you know, um, it's an honor, man. What can Damn I say? Right. Fucking Black Mirror, man. Fucking yeah. hell, you know what I mean? I, could, I, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's the ultimate yeah. goal, right? It's the ultimate goal. But oh man, it was complete dream. Complete l- dream. Looking over your career a bit, it feels like the perfect thing to be one of the early things after people just do enough, it was blowing up, was was Hoff the Record because a mutual friend, a Brett Goldstein, was on that. And the stories oh, I've yeah. heard from him... They got Brett. Has oh, ...kind God. of imply that it's the complete opposite of Bandersnatch, where it's <laughs> it's going to be verbatim. No script. Because Mr. Hasselhoff is a force of his own. It, it feels oh, like you're going to have to just be like, well, let's see where we go with this one. <laughs> How was that? It was just... Oh, it's so much fun! Big up Brett, man! What what a lovely guy! Yeah, such a hilariously and, and such a sweet guy. Yeah, um, so much fun, so much fun. I'm really, really annoyed that not enough people saw it because it was on Dave, and it was on Dave the days when people thought, "What Dave make original shows?" It was back then. It was like yeah. in the dark days mm-hmm. of Dave. Now Dave, I think, are doing really well, and people know they do. You know, really good, really good stuff. Excuse me. Um, but um, I loved it. It was great. I mean, just it was just playing. It wasn't. It didn't feel like work. Not one day felt like work. Yeah. And Hoff is, you know, completely mental and in a, in a lovely way. But what a character, man! What an absolute larger than life, um, absolutely bonkers in the best. He's a lad. That's what he is. You know, he's an absolute lad, and like he's a proper lad. And he yeah. just, he's just fucking hell. I mean, it was unbelievable. And also just, he, he, he has, he, you never, you never lose that. You never lose that star quality. Here's the thing with Hoff. Like, you know, he's, he's a mate of all of us. We're in a chat with him. He messages me all the time. Not all the time, sometimes. Amazing. And, um, 
I know it's mental. But uh, here's the thing with Hoff, yeah. The reason why I respect this guy is because if you think about it, and I mean this in the nicest way, Hoff is not the best actor. He's not the best singer. He's not the best, you know, in a lot of things. But in terms of charisma and star quality, fucking yeah. hell. The minute that man walks in the room, everyone just floods around him. And he's he's one of the best storytellers I've ever heard. He would tell me stories about Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali would come up to him and go, you're the Knight Rider. You're not pretty. You're not pretty. And I'm like, and you know, you know he did it because you think back, Hoff was fucking one of the most not fucking one of the he was so like he's fucking one of the most famous people he was one of the most famous people in the world like my gran knows who hoff is yeah and yeah. she's an old pakistani woman she doesn't she's like oh Baywatch, yeah. like come on that's next level and the kids know him from britain's got talent and you know he's just really really and he's a fucking legend in germany you know this yeah, right yeah he's like a god in germany yeah like while we were filming he would go out to berlin and do a you know a, a gig for you know 50 grand and come back they fucking love him out there man he's a legend i love that show it was great i wish more people saw it but what can you say you know Amazing. it's one of those I, I think it's a hidden gem actually i think off the record two seasons of off the record is a hidden gem if you like mockumentaries if you like me and brett and you know fergus craig oh man it's just us playing having fun not taking it too seriously. I mean, it's a fucking laugh. It's a hidden yeah. gem. Yeah. One million percent. Can I say my own work is a hidden gem? It sounds so arrogant. No, but it's true because there's so many good people in it. And it's one that I tuned into, to be honest, because I'm a mate of Brett's and I thought, yeah, well, this isn't going to be great, but I'll give it a watch. And everyone was, thought that it was fucking great. It was, it was wonderful. I actually think they fucked up on the marketing so hard because people didn't know what it was. Yeah. People were like, oh, is it? It's David Hasselhoff, but what is it, a reality show? I don't want to watch that. You know, and it was the whole show was about him coming to England to relaunch his career. Yeah. But it's a mockumentary. Everything goes fucking like I'm playing his cab driver yeah. and I'm this stupid geezer and I'm like, off, oh, and I'm in a seven seater. And the first question I ask him, the first thing I ask him in the whole show, Ep One, I go, off. I went, did you really fuck Pam Anderson? You know, <laughs> that's the first question I ask him. <laughs> so, like, it's a great, it's a great show and I'm very proud. And also made by um, me and you productions, who are really good mates of mine. They made, um, an idiot abroad and yeah, all these really amazing. cool shows that work with Carl Pilkington all the time. So they, you know, great production company and loved it. And it. I mean, it won an international Emmy. It's not like it didn't get recognized critically. It got great reviews. Just no one saw it. And in a way, yeah. sometimes that's better in a way you'd rather have the reviews and the awards than, you know, a million people watching your Mrs. Brown I've, show. You know what I've, I mean? I've said that a few times to, to Brett. I always remember when I had um, Joel Egerton on and he spoke about how, when him and his mates were all making films and TV shows in Australia and New Zealand and all that kind of thing, they thought that no one was seeing them. But then it turns out, because the, the, they were critically acclaimed, not many people were seeing them, but the right people were seeing them. The right people. Yeah. And and that's why he's now one of the biggest stars in America and has these amazing, you know, award-winning performances in films and TV shows. and that Because the right people were seeing that and going, yeah, this this guy's great but that's the thing about film with film it's so much different isn't it because a film could completely fail but be incredible and then someone could be like well we know that the person can make great stuff but tv is so much you live and die on your numbers on tv yeah so like if you're not making any numbers they're not going to fucking renew you you know what i mean you're going to yeah. get cancelled and, and with film they give you so much more time i mean some people you know they make a short film and then five years later you'll see they're making a feature because of that short film because a producer watched it and thought wow this is incredible yeah but no one saw it so yeah it's a tough one with film it's easier tv's brutal though man it's it's numbers man it's a numbers game with tv 
they just need it because they need to sell adverts. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. all about numbers. Um, and it's brutal. I mean, the key, I mean, the dream is to have both, right? Have a bit of a critical and a bit of commercial um, yeah. and long lasting and make sure that, you know, it ages well. The, um, the mad thing in the time we're in is shows coming out, not getting the numbers and getting cancelled and then appearing on Netflix and being huge all of a sudden. I know, and it's I such know. a mad thing that it's like, how how is it so crucial that it's just where it happened to be put? It wasn't, it died yeah. on its arse it's, over it's here. It's their fuck up. Yeah, it's their fuck up. It's marketing. Yeah. They don't know how to market shit anymore. Yeah. They're, so, they're so confused about how to market anything because they, they, and Netflix don't need to market anything. Netflix go, here we go, have fun. And, yeah. the, and they put a really smart algorithm in to basically tell you what to watch man it's they're suffering and then i mean black mirror is a good case with channel four when they didn't want to add all the budget to it they went over to netflix and blew up i mean it's happening more and more now i mean a a few of my shows actually you know is you know might go over to svods and stuff just because the channels are just like they're still doing it but first of all they haven't got the same money the budget's the shit now and also they just don't want to take punts anymore they're very they're not risky at all i mean only a few a few commissioners yeah. Oh, it's as we were saying earlier, it's it's old systems in modern times which don't often work. Exactly. And I understand it. I can understand that there's the comedy department and the drama department and they have and they're separate legs, even though a thing could be both. And the, yeah. the comedy department, they're 30 minutes, the drama department are an hour. But again, why? They're, either could be an either. It's... It's a weird need to, There needs to be a big shake-up within the, the kind of TV commissioning. Because you're right, it's so archaic. Yeah. And yes, they still get stuff a lot of stuff right, and there's still brilliant commissioners and brilliant people at channels. But generally, the, the experience I've had is that I've had to fight for make, to just make people understand what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, we don't get it. What's the... And I'm like... Oh. Just put it out and people will see. People will make their <laughs> yeah. own mind up. It you know, it's the sense. frustration. Yeah, it's the frustration because you know that it's something's, you know, but they just, they can't see it. And then, you know, someone like a Netflix will come in, you know, pinch it and it, and it could be massive. And that's happening more and more. So I think they need to be quite careful because, I, I mean, are they already, I mean, to be honest, I don't even think you can compare really, can you, anymore. Yeah. I feel like Netflix, they just run away with it. I don't, you know, all the SVODs are just crushing TV, really. Yeah. So it, it's a... Uh, and it's a shame because I think TV, you, you lose that kind of, uh, that element of, um, that ceremony element of like, it's on at 9pm Friday. Like it yeah, just man. feels, and that's probably for our, our generation feels a bit more. I know the young kids, I don't give a fuck anyway. But for me, it, it it felt like magic when people just, nothing was on. You know, they tell you Thursday, 9pm, you're like, oh my God, or Saturday. Completely. It's, it's, it's why things like... A, a line of duty have felt like such yeah. a good huge thing in recent years and had done such Can't good wait. numbers because they're the few ones totally. who are going here we are we're on at this time and it feels like a destination and, and that's why i think streaming is becoming bigger and bigger because there's nothing better than streaming in live right then you're there watching yeah. it happening unfold yeah. in front of your eyes that's the excitement about streaming and i think streaming is just going to become bigger and bigger and higher production i mean i i can't i think that i mean i know eastenders did it at the live shows but i think they i think that element is going to become bigger and bigger because yeah. we want to feel something we want to feel something real we want to feel something immersive especially with what's going on at the moment we want to feel like we're alive or we're involved i think the streaming element i mean i, I won't be surprised if netflix start doing streaming yeah. um tv shows and stuff like that real big streaming events not sports i'm talking because like, i was, was going to say the things yeah. that still get those live numbers are sports now so yeah so that's but, that's because of the live element it's because you want to be i need to oh see man, it happen totally now. 
I need to see it happen now because everything is just, you know, it doesn't happen like that anymore. Everything yeah. is so carefully, meticulously planned and blah, blah, blah. Let's just get it out. Get these massive streaming capabilities. I mean, I think it will happen. Um, and I'll be excited. I mean, imagine, you know, massive things happening on Netflix uh, on Saturday, 9 p.m. You don't know what it is. I mean, that's yeah. fucking exciting. Yeah. You know, that's really exciting. But yeah, let's see. It's a, it's a very interesting it's it's changed a lot in the last few years yeah the I way agree. the tv and, and it's film still is made. changing constantly changing all the time it's changing all the time but we're adapting and you know hopefully we'll get the people just nothing movie out in the summer that's what i was just talking about films and cinema yeah. and people going to the cinemas i mean it feels so i really miss that do you miss yeah, going I miss to the it cinemas? massively it's the biggest oh man thing thing for me where i am in canada at the moment i'm literally if i look above my screen here there's a c- cinema opposite me, oh, and I'm just counting oh. the days for it to open because the cases are a lot lower here. Yeah, what what, what is it like in Canada? What are the numbers? It's, like? it, it's a lot a lot lower. They've got it a lot more under control. It's not spiking in the, the same way it is in in the UK. It's still not perfect. Again, I've yeah, I think I've made the mistake on the podcast a few times of implying that Canada have done it perfect and England's a mess. But as we were saying earlier, no, we're just comparing comparing really bad situations yeah. i'm not saying <laughs> yeah, that they exactly. did and similarly as you were saying no, no, i'm not saying that corbin would have done it perfectly but we're this comparing is... it to something really bad so really bad like yeah. the worst yeah. the worst um yeah man do you go alone or do you like to go, I go alone people? i like daytime yeah alone, i'm a, I, that's me man that's me you know what i did once yeah um i mean i love going I, it's only a thing i did probably the last five years or so i started going alone i was a bit insecure about it. i don't want to look like a nonce or something you know what i mean or just like a terrorist or something you know i, I, yeah. I always feel weird and it's really I mean, bad you I, need to accept that we're both going to look like that anyway um and just and just steer into it <laughs> i know but it's also like the criminal element for me i sometimes feel like a criminal yeah like you know like when i walk in and i've got my you know my jacket on like for example like you know i I remember I was at a bus stop years ago and I had my beard probably longer than it is now. Yeah. yeah. I had my beard. I had my hat. It was winter. It was dark. It was like 9 p.m., 10 p.m. And this girl came at the bus stop. It was just me, this girl at the bus stop. And I saw the minute she walked up, she went <sighs> like that. I could just see was a young blonde girl, right? Yeah. She, and, and obviously I look like how I look, right? Yeah. I'm a love, you know, I'm a lovely guy. She doesn't know that. Yeah. Right. And then there, then the bus comes. This was a long time ago, like 10, 15 years ago. The bus comes. We, it's the same. We get on the same bus, right? I go to the top. She's at the bottom, right? I go to the top first because I want to get out of her way because I feel her anxiety. I feel her fear, yeah. right? And it's making me anxious. And then, you know, the streets are dead. Like, it's so cold. I don't know. There was, I can't remember. It was foggy, everything. It looked creepy. And then we both get up for the same fucking bus stop. Yeah. Oh, and then I, I, I'm, and then she's getting out and then she sees me step on. She looks behind. <sighs> then guess where she goes? Train station. Guess where I'm going? Train station. <laughs> And then, bruv, the whole way through, obviously we were different, I made sure, she, you know, we were different carriages, but then we got off at the same fucking stop. I think Man. it was Covent Garden, I can't remember, Piccadilly Circus. And then I just, I, and I felt like, as we got out of the track, I felt like saying to her, I'm not going to do anything. I felt like shouting something to her, but I didn't, obviously, because that would have definitely scared you her. You should have gone but for I, the I, tri- tri- G hello. That would have calmed her massively. (laughs) Right behind her ear. I would have crept up to her behind her ear and went, Oh my God. see you later no honestly i felt like a criminal and i feel and i feel this i felt used to i feel used to feel the same when i used to go to the cinema i used to feel like are people gonna think i'm gonna blow this place up or something and that's just yeah. me and that's just yeah. what society terrorists look like me unfortunately i can't but, help that you know but it is the best way to watch isn't it 
Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I've watched so many films on my own, like classic films, man. I I, I love it. I, I watched Parasite on my own. Um, I oh. watched uh, Call Me By Your Name on my own. I'm yeah. like, like real magical films. I watched, uh, oh God, so many. I just love them, man. It's, it's One the of the reasons experience. me and, and Brett, Brett Goldstein hit it off was we had a meeting. Like We did a gig together and we arranged to meet to ch- chat about stuff. We had this meeting and then we finished and we were like, oh, what are you doing next? Like, I'm going to see a film. And he was like, oh, so am I. And then we went to see separate films in separate c- cinemas yeah, at the no, same Brett time. Because we're like, yeah, yeah. oh, I don't want to c- come and watch anything with you. I want to go and watch. I've been looking forward to watching <laughs> the, the, this on my own. So I'll see you later. And we were both no, comfortable I know Brett. with that. So it was a, a connection. Uh, weirdly enough, I think I met Brett at a cinema once as well, randomly. And I, I think I was watching a film with a, with some friends and I saw him on his own watching yeah, it. Yeah. And I was just like, that's the best way, man. It's the yeah. best way forward. And, and uh, I got, you know, my BFI membership and I started watching afternoon films, which I always thought, because there's hardly anyone in there, just old people. Yeah. You realise that, yeah. just pensioners. Pensioners go in the, in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Go watch the old film noirs. Go watch, you know, foreign films. I watched Moonlight um, with the director there. Wow. Oh my! My girl was with me that time, but that was just incredible. Just going to the cinema, man. Like, yeah. oh, that feel, that flicker. You know, the richness of that analog. You know, that, that it's analog, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. not at home. It's not on your your TV. It's analog. It's being projected. The sound is amazing. Oh, I think that's it. I remember I think... actually, I did during the last lockdown. Actually, the last lockdown when cinemas were open for a bit, I did go with my twelve year old sister to watch Akira. In, at, oh, at wow. IMAX which was incredible and it wasn't that packed and we had Marcel the whole time it was a bit weird uh, you know I probably wouldn't go again with Marcel because it was a bit didn't really enjoy it yeah. um, but man it was still amazing though it's the first time she's seen Akira and she's big into anime like she's really into it and yeah, that was amazing. really amazing yeah I think Blu-ray, the thing that people like... overlook a lot as well with the cinema is it is about the sound because it's oh, the sound totally. and the space no matter how good your sound system is at home it's not coming from these other ends of the room and, and blasting it's right there so you really get that true surrounded feeling because of the distance and the size it's it's the building it's the building itself rather than just oh, i've got a good system at home though yeah it's a home music studio compared to going to a proper studio yeah, yeah. it's that feeling of, and also they fucking it's loud like yeah. you feel it in your soul when something happens you feel like poof, you're like oh my god you don't get that at home and if you do you, you can but yeah. you, you, your neighbors are fucking your neighbors are fuming you, yeah your neighbors are fuming so yeah man i, I man i'd love to be back in the cinema again i really miss that well, i love it and i'm just going to be doing that every, i want to try and do when we do when we are back to normal hopefully one day i'm going to try and see like a film a day i think i want to just yeah. do it afternoon you know and just yeah. go see different ones different old ones new ones go to different cinemas and it's, those are cinemas i haven't been to in in, in london that i'd love to go to yeah you know yeah um i've never been to castle the, the uh, castle cinema and, I've, and that's supposed to be amazing i've, heard I've always wanted to go yeah, it's, yeah it's down the road from me and i need to go man well, um so yeah let's hope that's up and running i'll wrap things up and i want to finish on like we talked about marketing are you low-key trying to become the man of the holidays because you had a click and collect which was a a, a christmas thing that was great that will keep getting played you you had happy new year colin bursted are you going to move on to an easter thing next or or a ramadan (laughs) project what's the plan yeah i'll do it i'll do i'm gonna get into that ramadan money yeah that's gonna be nice (laughs) i'm gonna just i'm gonna slaughter a lamb live on screen make it halal um (laughs) No, no, that was so random. All that I love stuff both of those projects. Time. So, like, I'm a big fan oh, of Ben you, Wheatley man. and oh, I Neil love Maskell Wheatley, and yeah. all of them. Yeah, oh, Neil Hayley Maskell, Squires, great, um, amazing Squires. team there. Laurie Rose. I'm not going to list everyone, that, but yeah, 
that was one of my that was one of my favorite jobs ever actually we yeah. all just stayed in a massive castle together for two weeks did it for fuck all money everyone was just like it's for ben it's yeah. for ben i was it was me and uh joe cole and man we had neil massacre were just getting pissed every night living in a fucking castle mate like you know in caravans but around a castle at night in some beautiful place i was just fucking dream job and just improv we just improv the fuck out of the whole film yeah um yeah legend man love that shit yeah man ben willie's a don ben willie's a don so so what's ahead i know as said i know the there's question marks over what to do with the people who just do nothing film because of the pandemic but what's your 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 outlook in general going forward um i've got i mean i've got a lot of stuff in development that's been you know in development for a while uh, i'm writing a lot i'm doing other you know odd jobs here and there i'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm doing a couple of more movies True. next month's gonna be really busy for me I, i'm trying to do more music and streaming as well but those are more like my that's more like my fun yeah. stuff and now i find that's like acting and all that and writing yeah that's my time they don't pay my bills yeah man just loads of stuff just trying to stay consistent you know i want to do more stuff with the boys as well and you know we always want to work with each other i know they're doing stuff on their own and i'm doing stuff on my own but we got we want to kind of always still remain a group you know and do stuff together because i think we we all have a bit of magic together you know we're, we're you know generally best friends um and it's lovely working with those boys so um yeah man hopefully just just keep them busy man just you know while people still give a shit i want to just try and make people happy make people laugh um whatever you know just try and be fucking just get on with it really you know <laughs> just try and express myself through any form whether it's comedy music film whatever i just want to be free creatively to express myself and I if people it. like it they like it and if not i'll t- stream it on twitch for free i don't and give a fuck and where can people find you on twitch it's just girthy geezer that's the name <laughs> girthy geezer. i wanted to get yeah, that in there because when i was looking for you i had to come and get the link because i went on twitch i, I search asim or maybe he's under chabadi no I'm not. Geezer, I know, there I we know. go. Yeah, yeah. Go, and it's G E E Z A, not E R. Geezer. <laughs> yeah. Got the geezer. It's just you know. I just. It's just funny. Everyone's got weird names on Twitch. So You've got get your on Twitch. Gang Everyone. On there as well, you should. You, 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 you need to start streaming as well, bro. Man, I'll be tuning in. Man, it'll be really fun. Honestly, I'll get on. And you'll do loads of stuff. You got to do it, man. You got all the setup and everything, and you yeah. got a really good following. You know, I mean, they'd love it. Honestly, it's about the challenges actually getting your fans over to Twitch because yeah. they don't know what the fuck it is. They're like, what, what? You know, they just don't know. But get Mate, them on it, man. They'd love it. I spent six years having to to, to do that with podcasts. I don't know if I'm ready yeah, yet to get them over to Twitch because it was so long of people going, I don't really know what podcasts are, but. You were on it early. You were one of the originals as well with the podcast yeah, game. Right, I remember man. that. You've been, yeah, you've been doing really well for, with it for, for years, a real um, trendsetter with it. But yeah, you're right. No one had a fucking clue what they were back in the day. Like, what nah. podcast? And now look at it. Everyone in their fucking grand's and got it's, podcast. It's exactly what's going to happen with Twitch as well because that's it. I've recommended it to, to a few people, but I don't really know what it, it will, is. Mate. Like, just. Go and watch and you'll figure it out. It will. It will. On, I, I swear to God it will because it's not just live streaming. It saves your video so people can watch yeah. it back and you can do edit. I mean, you can do everything on Twitch and it's owned by Amazon. They're yeah. not stupid. They know what they're doing. They know yeah. what they've bought. You yeah. know what I mean? And they've got a really brilliant thing where if you've got Amazon Prime, you can link it to your Twitch, subscribe, and then you know, you get, you'll take five quid. You'll get five quid of Bezos's money, yeah. right? Yeah. To you. And they, it doesn't cost the person anything. You're like... That kind of stuff is fucking genius. You know? Yeah, damn right. So yeah, I, I, I'm going to try and buy some stocks or something. Are they? Can you do that? <laughs> yeah, need to get on that game. Have you heard about the GME, the GameStop fucking uh, shares? No, what? They've gone mental. Oh, really? Like people are making millions off it. Yeah, because of the whole PS5 hype. Yeah. The, the GME GameStop share, 
I mean, just Google it. It's all over the place. Like Elon Musk was, is tweeting about it. People have become millionaires. Like people have put in like 50 grand, have literally come home with 20. Some guy put in 70 grand, right? Two months ago. And he's made $22 million, bro. $22 million, bro, in two months. That's madness. It's fucking unreal. It's unreal. Yeah, just have a little Google. You'll be, you'll be gobsmacked, mate. Yeah, man. I'll have to uh, look into that. That's got to be the best turnaround since Zoom, right? Who the fuck knew what Zoom was a year ago, for fuck's sake? Fucking hell. I know that they must be laughing, man. Fucking. And it's still going strong. Yeah. It's not it's not like a house party. It's not like a house party that was around for like two months. Yeah. Exactly. Turned up and went. Skype dropped the ball massively. (laughs) Skype must be kicking themselves. It's like we were already here. We were the ones. How did we What happened there? Like and and, and like I feel like even I mean Teams and Google are still bigger than Skype now. All of them are bigger than Skype. What happened to Skype? That's right. I don't know. I feel like Skype is still used for international calling, though. I feel like it, yeah, I think like Zoom is very video based, but fuck knows. Yeah, they fucked up hard. I mean, rest in peace, w- Skype. Rip. We're ending on posing some big questions for people to think about and try and figure out what happened to <laughs> Skype. So it's beautiful. What but to Skype? Thank you so much for your time, man. I'm glad we got to connect. This has been this has been a joy. Yeah, no problem, man. It was a lot of fun chatting to you, man. And Perfect. hopefully cinemas are back open soon. We can go to a cinema and watch two films separately with Brett. We'll get yeah, Brett. We'll do yeah, three. Yeah. <laughs> three films we separately. Someone's got at least three screens. Okay, yeah. boys, I'll see you outside afterwards. <laughs> see you in two hours. Nice. Yeah, yeah but that is quite cool. Then have dinner and discuss your film. Yeah. No spoilers. I love that. Let's we'll make that happen, yeah. man. Yeah, let's do that. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was the one Asim Chowdhury, Mr. Chabadi G, the girthiest of the girth, girth McGurt. I love that conversation. He's, he's such a nice dude and was so easy to talk to and so open and friendly. And we both get excited about the same things. So that's pretty awesome. I'll be back next week with two more episodes. As I've said, I know I'm flogging a dead horse here, but I'm doing two a week for the rest of this month, I think. In fact, one week, the last week, I might do three, because I've got three that sit perfectly together that I think a lot of you will lose your shit over. So, yeah, loads of podcasts for you beautiful people. Next month, I'll get back to the regular routine. So if if you're finding it overwhelming, then relax. And I'll see you all next week. You can head over to patreon.com slash Pip to support the podcast and to get in on like the Zoom hangouts and stuff like that with me. It's only like a dollar, cost nothing. And you can head over to speechdevelopmentrecords.com to get my records on v- v- vinyl and CD. You can get merch, you can get DVDs, you can get everything. I've got more merch than Chibadi G over there. Um, I'll see you all next week. Ta-ta!